Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris and Rod, and it is Tuesday. May the 30th, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our best bets always are premium picks. Try and get every game right that we give picks out on, but uh, next to impossible. Chris, setting the tone this morning. How's it going? I'm doing well, doing well. Like I said, uh, you know, great day yesterday. <laughs> so that, that Miami Heat uh, throw beat down was pretty much over almost from the from the first quarter onwards. You know, Vegas down the Stanley Cup final. I tell you, Florida's having a great year, and uh, they's probably they have a, they have a good shot to uh, to take both uh, the NBA championship and the uh, Stanley Cup. So it'll be interesting to see. Right, how's it going? Going good. It's uh, it's all right there. My one two yesterday. I uh, hit my uh, twenty dollar play, so not a bad day. Not a great day, but not a bad day. All right. Well, as Chris said, the uh, NBA finals are set, and the NHL finals all set. Both of them, Miami teams in it. There'll be no scheduling conflicts. Remember last year, they scheduled all the Panthers and Heat playoff games on the same days. Um, <laughs> Which was ridiculous, and uh, this year they, at least they got that right. And uh, the Heat rode the eight seed all the way into the finals, um, three years in a row playing the Celtics in the playoffs. And I think it's been what uh, four years in a row, maybe three out of four years or something. They played in the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, Heat two, Celtics one. I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, I always love winning the, the big game on the road. I thought it was way cool that all the awards for the Eastern Conference were named after ex-Celtics. You had the Bob Cousy Award for the, uh, you know, for the for the actual championship. And then the MVP award was the Larry Bird Award. So both awards named for Celtics in Boston, and it's the Heat getting everything. Um, I, the only thing that was missing was the, I was surprised they didn't do the confetti. The heat confetti there, little black and red confetti would have really been the icing on the cake there in the uh, in Boston. But uh, that was an ass kicking. I mean, it was not even if it was a fight they would have stopped it. Chris, what'd you think of the game? I mean, uh, the Heat leaving their starters in all the way to the final yeah. buzzer <laughs> and dunking on the Celtics all the way home. Um, no sportsmanship at all in this one. They they no. drove the nail down. Um, you know, as a Heat fan, um, you know, I we all started as fans, you know, when we were young and whatever. And, you know, I didn't have a team growing up. The Heat, you know, didn't exist. But I've been a Heat fan all the way um, since they became a team. And, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome, you know. That we, it's like... I think being the underdog and being the team that nobody sees coming and no matter what you've accomplished, they continue to, to put you down. It makes it all that much better, you know? And when you leave your starters and, and to rub their face in it at the end, they deserve that. They earn that. And, um, you know, the Celtics, now we look back a couple of days and we say, well, I hope they enjoyed that, that tip in they got with the two seconds left, you know? Because that was their big celebration of the season, right? Uh, you yeah. know, as they, they they lost to an eight seed. You know, you, you lost to an eight seed. 
You lost to a team that lost a play-in game. They had to. They lost the play-in game. They had to play in a second play-in game to get into the playoffs. They beat the Bucks, the team with the best record in the NBA. They beat them four games to one. They beat the Celtics, the team with the second best record in the NBA. And now they play the team with the third best record in the uh, in the in the uh, Denver Nuggets in the finals. And they're gigantic underdogs once again. So to to me, it's kind of like when. University of Miami won their first national championship. You know, it's a lot of these championships that Miami's won. Of all those championships that Miami's won, they've only started the season ranked number one one time. You know, with five national titles and nine championship game appearances. So, or 11 championship game appearances. 11 championship game appearances. Five national titles, and they've started the season ranked number one one time. I mean, you have to you have to question a lot of this stuff. Rod, any any commentary on sorry ass Celtics and their pathetic ass uh, effort there? I mean, how how weak was that shit? I want, what was that? Yeah, you just you just bombing threes. Like that's all they did. I didn't see like try the lane, try to put it in. When you when you go over twelve from three and you don't even attempt to go to the the hole to try to dunk one or put one in, take a take a high percentage shot. You deserve to lose. That was ugly, 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 ugly. I he thought was it just was... sat there bomb threes. It was just like oh, didn't go in. It was like yuck. This was this was ugly. I thought it was interesting ugly. that Shaq said was talking about. Um, you know, after the game, he said, you know. People say, well, that's our identity. We're going to keep doing it, you know, because it's worked for us all along. Shaq said, I'm on a team, and they missed 12 three-pointers in a row. I say, I pull everyone over to the side of the bench, and I say, next person that shoots a three, I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) That's exactly what Shaq said after the game. And he's like, the Celtics didn't have one guy that would do that. They don't have one guy in their whole team that could do that. And that's the problem. He's like, because believe me, if Jimmy Butler said something like that to the Heat, they'd listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, drives the hole. Try to try to put the bucket, the ball in the hole. That's the thing. Not who can shoot the farthest away from the hole. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I got for a half court. Ass slapping. <laughs> like, what the? I think at one point. Now we're only down by 18. I think it was one point Jason Tatum and. Uh, Jalen Brown in the game six and seven were at one point two for twenty three from three. <laughs> do you not think that maybe something something's not working here? Jalen Brown was about as hideous yeah. as you could be yesterday. He turned the ball over. It was a turnover machine. It was it was eight or nine times at least. Yeah, it was a turnover machine in the big game. And uh, yeah. Jason Tatum, the ankle injury, whatever. You got to remember, Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle in game one, and the Heat still won that game. He, he tweaked it again yesterday, too. Yeah, he tweaked it again yesterday. He was – the Heat have been injured all season. The Heat, <clears throat> of all the teams in the NBA, had the fourth most time missed by starting players of any team in the entire NBA. And the other the other three teams that were ahead of them are the three teams that were the top three teams in the lottery. Pistons – oh, there's the Pistons, the Pacers, and another lottery team. So, pretty amazing. 
It'd be interesting to see how they stack up against the Nuggets. The Nuggets have been sitting on the sideline now for a while, um, waiting for this one. It's always a good thing. You get to heal, but, you know, there is some rust. But I don't think, you know, these guys are professionals. So, uh, you know, but the Nuggets are gigantic favorite to win this series. Chris, did the Heat have any chance whatsoever? I think they had all the chance that, you know, they had in the last series, which was a big chance. I mean, you know, I think that we, you know, we talk about, you know, the Heat having the eight seed and, you know, I think that that sort of put a stigma on them. But in reality, we talked about it before. This is still the Heat team that had the majority of their pieces from the team that finished with the top seed in the Eastern Conference last year. You know, I think the eight seed just, you know, taking that play in loss. Yeah, it, it happened. But like you said, it just takes one to get any. As long as you get in the eight seed, you still have a fighting chance. And they took it to the Bucks. You know, they they won that scrappy series against the uh, against the Knicks, and then uh, and then got the, the the win in the series against the Celtics. I think they have a shot here. Minus three sixty on the uh, on the Nuggets to win the series. I think it's just way way too much. I, I would put something on the, the Heat for sure, just for value alone. Denver won and covered both meetings this year. Um... Miami hasn't beat the Nuggets since 2020, and uh, they have they've only covered both once. Games this. What? Yeah, both games this year were never an eight point eight and a half point spread either. That's ridiculous. <laughs> game one, and now I just don't. That, that's a crazy line. Yeah, disrespect to me here again in game one. Because both meetings, both meetings this year, it was uh, what four points and a, and a five points. Thanks. Yeah, the games were the games were competitive. <laughs> competitive, definitely competitive. Those first two games could have easily went the other way. Yeah, the games were competitive, but both of them were won by Denver, and Denver covered the spread in both those games. So the Heat will have to, you know, they're gonna have to fix something in order for that to happen, in order for them to beat them. You know, Jokic had big games. Against them, and uh, Jimmy Butler had a big game in the last one, and uh, wasn't enough. You know, the, all the Heat big guys had big game; they still lost. So that'll be interesting. Then we go to the NHL finals here as well. Of course, I know a little less about this than than the NBA. Chris, are these the uh, two best teams? <laughs> well, based on how the playoffs shook out, yeah, but. Uh... You know, I, I don't know if this is the ideal uh, finals matchup for the NHL, but, I mean, hey, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights have been one of the most successful expansion franchises I've ever seen in, like, their first less than a decade of existence. The Florida Panthers, they've always really had the talent to get there. Um, but now, you know, you got a hot goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky. You know, can he keep it rolling? And the, and the Panthers sort of in the same boat as the, as the, uh, the Nuggets, where they've had the... Uh, somewhat extended layoff and now Vegas comes in off of that series win against uh, Dallas. So I'll have to see how that, uh, how it shakes out. I give that the obvious goaltending edge to Florida in that one, but I think these two teams are pretty much even in terms of the, uh, the on ice product outside of the goaltending. Vegas seems to have a lot of experience um, in the postseason and in, you know, this type of situations a lot more than the Panthers. Is that just on the surface or, are these, or you know, have they kept this roster together with guys that have that kind of experience and, or the Panthers of anyone that really has this kind of experience too. Rod? Yeah, they. Can, I would say they. I would say Rod? Vegas kept a. Oh, oh, sorry. 
Panthers definitely. Uh, Vegas has their same core guys: uh, Marsha So Stone. Um, th- those guys were in the uh, in the Cup Finals, uh, in, in the inaugural Cup Finals for Vegas. So uh, those guys are around, been there, done that. Um, they didn't win it, but uh, they're there. So same on the Panthers; they got some guys that have, uh, have been around. Some some guys that have uh, made Cup Finals. I think they have some guys that have uh, won a cup. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a his name. It starts with an M. But he played. He won a cup of the Ducks back uh, a few years back. Uh, and he's he, Mont- yeah, Montour, Montour. So, yeah, he, he won. He won with the Ducks. So definitely, they got some ex- some experienced guys that uh, have been there, done that on both teams. And uh, for me, both teams coming in there, both have a hot goalie. Um, but Rossi. Lights out. Aiden Hill uh, was been, has been a bright shining star since uh, uh, the All Star break for uh, this Vegas Golden Knights team. When I figured they were gonna flop after uh, he went in there, no, he stepped up and uh, has done an amazing job right on through the playoffs. But even he, we got Quick back here. He's won two cups and and he's still sitting on the bench. So you know, Aiden Hill's been good. This is gonna be a great great series, I think. Chris, any prediction on the series? Uh, Vegas and six. Chris always acts like when we ask Chris the tough question. He acts like we asked him to help us move this a dresser. A Can you help me move no. a dresser up three flights of stairs? <laughs> For you, I would. Though. Yeah, I think that, that uh, it might be a lot of scoring. Right, Rod, any prediction on the series? Panthers and six. Panthers in six. Double parade in Miami this year. All right, let's go to Major League Baseball. A little bit of a, a shorter schedule, right, today? Is it full schedule? Full schedule, full schedule. today. Full schedule today. Yeah. So we'll get rolling with it. All right. Got the Marlins and the Padres, the Tigers and the Rangers, and the Orioles and the Guardians. Press two. You know, I love all these games, but I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, the Texas Rangers here uh, against the Tigers. You know, I'm just I'm not an Alex Fado fan, and uh, you know, Martin Perez got back on track. You know, he had a couple of rough outings to start the month of May, but hitting he's pitching uh, really really well right now. And the the Texas Rangers last two weeks fifth in team OPS against right-handed pitching, while the Tigers 29th against lefties. Um, I just think this is far with the Texas Rangers are the better team. With the big starting pitching edge, we're getting a reasonable price with it. I'm going to take the Texas Rangers here. Rod. And for me, I'm going to take, uh, I think, the Marlins here at uh, home over uh, the Padres. Well, weather's getting the start, and uh, he hasn't been good. His last three, 0 and 2, 5, 6, 8 ERA, 1 and 2 on the road with a 4.34 ERA. Fade of weathers and uh, Alcantara is going to be, uh, yeah, have a good start here. Throws the bullpen. Uh, Marlins get the win in that one. Fate of the Padres. Definitely not a winner's game. Get rocked. I'm going to take a shot here with the Orioles against the Guardians. I don't love this one at all. Of these three games, I like this one the least. It just falls into my hands, but um, I just don't see it here for, uh, you know, the, the Guardians got the best of it on uh, on Monday. I, you know, winning back-to-back against the Orioles, easier said than done. You know, obviously the Rangers were able to do it. So the Orioles pulling back a little bit, but you have to remember, still a 34-20 team, still 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. So uh, I'm going to take 
the Orioles. I think probably going to see some scoring. I would same game to the over. So I'd go Orioles, same game parlay over. Okay, nice set of games. Got the Blue Jays and the Brewers, Red Sox and the Reds, and the Mets and the Phillies. Rod? I'm going to go with the Brewers here. You look uh Kikuchi uh, definitely has not been good in his last three starts. 0-2 with a 7.9 ERA in his uh, last three starts. Uh, get worked. And Hauser, 1-0 with a 1.76 ERA in his last three starts. Brewers are also 11-4 uh, in their last uh, 15 interleague road games. And you look at the road dog, 137-90 uh, falling a, a win in, in their previous game, uh, hitting it over 60% there. So I'm going to take a shot here with the uh, Brewers coming into Toronto and uh, snagging a win, Toronto's first game uh, back at home off of that long road trip. So mid Brewers here. I'm going to take the Reds against the Red Sox. I gave out the Red Sox in my original video, and then I came back and gave the Reds in the dog of the day. So I have two picks out there on opposite sides. I'll be the tiebreaker here for myself, and I'm going to take the Reds. When I do those regular videos, a lot of times those are earlier in the day. And um, I had more time to look into this one. And I just think the Reds are tremendous value here in this spot. Lively's pitched pretty well. I think they're going to be more than good enough against the Red Sox. Chris? And I'm going to roll with the other uh, Mets against the Phillies here. Um, Rangers Suarez just not come out of the, uh, the gate strong so far this year. Um, three starts, he's given up uh, tw- uh, 12 runs so far. And uh, he's progressively giving up more runs as the starts go on. I know he'll probably, you know, sort of uh, middle out over the course of the season and probably get, you know, back on track at some point. But I don't think it's here. You know, the Mets doing a good job against left-handed pitching, ninth in baseball and team OPS the last two weeks. Uh, the Phillies, you know, against righties, not doing all that great. And Kodai Seng has been far better at home this year, 1.57 ERA at home uh, compared to an ERA up over six on the road. So give me the Mets at home in this one, laying the minus 135. Next set of games go with the we got the um, Cardinals and the Royals, Cubs and the Rays and the Astros and the Twins. I'm gonna roll with the Royals in this one. I like fading up Miles Michaelis. I just think that uh, he is so overrated. We saw the Royals just beat up on the Cardinals yesterday, and we've seen the Cardinals lose plenty this season. Tough to lay minus 200 on a team that's just 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. If you lay minus 200 on 5-5 five and five teams, that's a straight r- trip to the poorhouse because the numbers don't add up. You're way better off taking a shot with the dog here. And the Royals, I'm going to take the Royals. Value all the way. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go with some value myself. I'm going to take the Astros at home in this one. Uh, I know Joe Ryan, an absolutely outstanding, you know, I... I Think he's the ace of the Twins rotation above uh, above Sonny Gray, but you know he's also given up four runs in a start against the Astros earlier this season. Got the win in that start, but now the Houston Astros are just hitting far better than they were at the time. They've got Jose Altuve back in the lineup. Brandon Belak, not my favorite starter to back in that rotation, but he's pitched fairly well. Uh, the Astros, best team in baseball, last two weeks. Team OPS against right-handed pitching. I think. Uh, I think the Astros get it done here. We're getting some some even money with them at home, not something that you're going to get very often. So give me the Houston Astros and the even money here. Altuve with the grand slam yesterday. Rod? Yeah. 
Well, I'm gonna, for me, I'm going to take the uh, Rays here. Cubs got him yesterday uh, in a one nothing game. Um, Rays bounce back. I'm going to hit the Rays on the run line. Kyle Hendricks getting the start for the Cubs. Uh, this will be his second start uh, of the season. And he definitely uh, got hit around and gave up some runs. And uh, I think the Rays bounce back. Like McClanahan's been uh, lights out, 8-0. Great ERA. Rays bounce back. Give me the Rays on the run line in this one. You also look... Uh, American League teams on the road versus NL teams in the last 180 days, 69 and 44, hitting it over 61% are the AL teams. So, give me the raise on that one. All right. Next set of games. White Sox, Angels, Diamondbacks, Rockies, A's, Braves. Chris? And give me the, uh, the White Sox at home here. Um, not the biggest uh, Lucas Giolito fan, but beats the alternative Tyler Anderson on the road here. The White Sox back to doing what they've done so well the last couple of years, um, hitting left-handed pitching really well. And, uh, you know, Lucas Giolito, like I said, he's not my favorite, but maybe he's pitching a little bit better than I give him credit for. And uh, I just, I'm just not fond of the Angels in this spot. I think on the road they're going to struggle at guaranteed rate. I think Lucas Giulio can have a solid outing in the uh, the White Sox tee off on Tyler Anderson here. Let's give me the White Sox on the money line. Right. Every, I'm going to go with the uh, Braves lost yesterday. Braves bounce back today. J.P. Spears is on the mound for uh, Oakland, and he's uh, has him a good 0-3 uh, with a 4.7 ERA. Uh, I think he struggles today. I think uh, Atlanta bounces back after the loss yesterday to uh, snag a win. Bryce Elder on the mound, and uh, he's been lights out, uh, pitching great. So uh, and that's the difference there. So see Oakland putting uh, back-to-back wins together. Uh, I'm good with the Braves there on the run line. I like the over in the Diamondbacks uh, Rockies game. I think that you know I. I gave out the the Diamondbacks on the run line in my video. Probably would feel a little bit differently today. I think maybe the Rockies, I would consider playing them here and on the run line, um, plus the run and a half as well. I love Zach Allen. He's my guy. But when the Diamondbacks play the Rockies, it's always over. It's gone over seven of the last eight times these two teams have met have hit double digits. These guys, it's like they see each other on the opposite end of the field and the ball just starts flying out of the park. I had totally forgotten about it until I was watching yesterday's game. It was just like, oh, my God. The the the, the Rockies scored four runs. The Diamondbacks scored five, like, in the next half inning. It's like, oh, yeah, now I remember. You know, and then the announcer's like, it just happens, so happens. Every time they play... And then I sent Chris this video, and I, I don't know if he picked up on why I sent it to him, but um, I was watching the Diamondbacks and the, um, and, and the, and the uh, Rockies, because this is what I do, you know. I don't just watch the, uh, I don't just watch the uh, feature games. Let's see. Let's see, let's see if I can get it going. play you guys the, the sound bite from the game I was watching. You guys know why I'm playing it if you're a regular listener. <laughs> the came into this one, seven, 
<laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I actually laughed out loud to the point where my fiance said, Did something just happen to you? Are you okay? I sent it to Chris. I'm like, They're playing my song. Dun, 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 dun. And the, so here's the thing you know, I'm listening to the game. They mix in rock music with the organist, they do both in Arizona. Okay. They got all, everything's covered. Everything's covered, yeah. And all, can we just ditch the organist? We're like, yeah, we don't need this game. I'll tell you in a second if they have everything covered. See what they got for sale at the concession stands. Chase Field. (laughs) Taking a trip to Chase Field. (laughs) The dining guide. It's going to have to be more than hot dogs and corn dogs these days. For yourself. <laughs> New items. That's always our favorite. Oh, they have a churro wrapped in like a Twinkie thing with, it looks like a hot dog in a bun. Okay, hold, like hold kind on, of like on, a, a shell with a churro is that hot dog with whipped cream and chocolate sauce. Mm. Hey, hold on. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So they 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 rotate hot dogs based upon the opponent. So they have a Dodgers uh, street L.A. dog, bacon wrapped onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos. Brewers dog, cheese sauce, shredded cheddar, and fried cheese curds. I mean, they have a different hot dog for every <laughs> opponent that they play. This is beautiful, Chris. That's different. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know what we call this? You get a new dog every day. The word's thoughtful. It's thoughtful. Thoughtful, yeah. Innovative. Keeps it interesting. They got the uh, low and slow barbecue sandwich, Greek gyro bowl. I mean, they they just stick to the basics here. Bacon, jalapeno, Philly, fry, Philly. What's that? I'm going for the, I'm going for the, I'm going for the Rays game, the Cuban dog. Pulled pork, pulled pork, Swiss cheese, pickles, mayo, and mustard. They got the crispy chicken bao buns going on there, too. Uh, stop it. Carnitas fry <laughs> helmet. Crinkle cut fries, jack cheese sauce, pork carnitas, seasoned pinto beans, pico de gallo, Mexican crema, jalapeno, cilantro, and lime. Um, all in a helmet. You know, served in a helmet. helmet. Yeah, it's like a... Like a loaded prize. All right, they got it going on at Chase Field. <laughs> it's really not so a lot of right fries in one helmet, and then I had a big Sunday in another helmet, trying to eat fries before the, the Sunday nights. Chicken cheesesteak, <laughs> beer battered chicken tenders. All right. Anyway, field, field trip to Chase Field for all of us. Anyways, I'm taking I'm taking the uh, the over in that one. I was last. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Liam Hendricks returned to the mound yesterday for the White Sox. That was pretty emotional. Good stuff. They went nuts. Please, probably yeah. I was gonna say please probably went bananas. They went crazy. Got um, Mariners, Yankees, Giants, Pirates, and Dodgers, Nationals. 
That'd be you, Rod. I'll bring this one. I'm going to go with the Giants here. Uh, and Brebe is getting the start. Uh, I know it's a bullpen game for the Giants. Uh, it doesn't scare me. Oviedo, uh, one and two with a 5.04 ERA on the road this season. Uh, definitely hasn't been good. Uh, Brebe, uh, two and oh with a 3.16 ERA. If he goes one and two innings, that's all the Giants are looking for. And you'll look, Giants six and oh in their last six after scoring five or more runs in the previous game. Also, uh, you look at the, the Giants bullpen uh, over their last 10 games, lights out in a bullpen, 0.45 ERA over their past 10 games. So this uh, bullpen game doesn't worry me. Give me the Giants uh, to beat up on the Pirates again. I'm going to take the Mariners against the uh, Yankees. The Yankees started the series with a win yesterday, but I think the uh, Mariners bounced back with Logan Gilbert here. I don't know what's happening in Nestor Cortez, but it's not my job to figure that out either. It's my job to bet against them, and that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to take the Mariners. I'll probably lay the run line here as well and take the Mariners' first five. And give me a Yerfi with a side of cheese sauce. Chris? You know, <laughs> the Dodgers and the Nationals. And uh, the only way I can go in this one is, uh, is Dodgers' run line. It's how the Dodgers' run line are passed, but this price is going to be ridiculous. Tony Gonsolin. Um, maybe parlay up the Dodgers in the over if you can do a same-game parlay. But I'm just I'm not backing Jake Irvin. I thought the Nationals had a better shot yesterday with Trevor Williams on the mound. And even then, that wasn't, you know, all that much. You know, the Nationals 20 and uh, 20 and 6 on the run line on the road, but... Jake Irvin just has not been good in his last couple of starts. Tony Gonsolin isn't giving up a whole lot. Um, I only see one way to, like I said, I only see one way to go in this one. That's Dodgers run line. So give me the Dodgers. All right. That leads us to the parlay section. What do you got? I'm going to go with the Giants on the money line, the Astros on the money line. And the Mets on the money line. And I'm going to go with the uh, the Giants, the Brewers, and the Rays all on the money line. Probably those two. I'm going to go with the Reds, the Rockies, and the Angels. Ten dollars pays one seventy. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you.